0: It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food. Let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what
1: this show's about.
0: Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind.
1: I have an addictive personality.
0: Live from the Big Brother bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city? Jake. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast.
1: Yo, you have now tuned in to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, aka Jake Warner. My the name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show via SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or tune in. Type in the keywords The Big Brother Jake Podcast. Bam. You'll find it. It's right there for you. I am broadcasting the first couple segments from the Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, there's a reason for that, which I'll get into in a second. But I got to say, I know I'm not as hyped as I usually am to do the show. And there's a good reason for it. Um, As a lot of y'all know, I am a big fan of hip hop music. Um, It helped raise me pretty much, and I am in mourning of one of my favorite rappers out there by the name of Nipsey Hussle. I'm not going to front like I was his biggest fan. I'm not going to front like I was like. I know all his songs word for word, but I will say this. I am a fan of somebody that tries to better themselves. I am a fan of somebody that wants to better their community. I am a fan of somebody that's a good family man. Takes care of his children, looks out for his friends, looks out for his people. And Nipsey Hussle was all of those things. Yes, it's true. He was a gangster. He was a gangbanger. Fact. Yes, he used to sell dope. Fact. But our past and our mistakes should not always define who we are as people. And I want to humanize this story. And we're going to have my man King Kenyatta Griggs, the hip-hop motivator for Hip-Hop Motivation. He also co-wrote a book with Dame Dash. A lot of y'all know who Dame Dash is. He used to roll with Jay-Z. The name of the book called Culture Vultures. He'll be on in the next segment to talk about his relationship with Nipsey Hussle and Nipsey as a person, not so much an artist. I wanted to humanize the story. Okay. So... As I drove around Los Angeles today, left a little bit early to work. And I want to get a vibe of the city and what's going on. And um, Nipsey was bigger than music. Nipsey was a man of the people. Down over on Crenshaw and Slauson, where he had his store, the Marathon store, where he uh, sold clothing and he was getting ready to open up a barbershop and a restaurant. and That's where he used to slang his... Uh, Independent music, his CDs, and uh, that's where he used to do a lot of bad things, too. But the corner of Crenshaw and Slauson meant a lot to him. And he worked really hard to put Slauson on the map. It's not about music with this, though. The fact that he was gunned down in front of his own store in cold blood is disheartening. And it was somebody that he knew, which made it even worse. But mainstream America is going to see the story, and they're going to say, well, uh, Nipsey Hussle, uh, gangster rapper, uh, well, huh? Well, I'm pretty sure he deserved it. He probably gunned down people all the time, and did drive-bys, and killed people, and sold do- dope to kids. No one deserves to die. Everyone deserves to change their life and become a better person. Your mistakes should never define who you are as a person. I've made mistakes. I'm pretty damn sure you've made mistakes in your life. But that shouldn't be the case, okay? The man was a family man. He was a philanthropist. He did a lot of good for his community. He taught a lot of people how to make money and become a better person in society. And that is what I want people to know about Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, he made game banging music. All right. Talked about his, his, his hood. Talked about, you know, who he used to bang with. Talked about things that weren't great. However, the man had a family. He leaves behind children. His girlfriend, Lauren London, that y'all have seen in movies and TV shows and whatnot. They were on the cusp. He was on the cusp of doing some great things. And all of it lost for nothing. Senseless murder. But the lesson to be learned out of this is that Nipsey did everything his way on his terms the way he wanted to do it. And a lot of us are scared to do that. How many people hate their nine-to-five job? How many people hate getting up early to go to work and you're just pushing and you're striving for a Friday so the weekend can come so you can get those two days off to be happy about not being at a place you dread so much, and you're only there to make a living. Here's the thing. It's people like Nipsey Hussle that motivated me. I was scared to do a podcast. I was scared to leave my nine to five. I was scared to challenge myself and do a little more. Now the podcast ain't making my money, but it's opening up a lot of avenues that I didn't have before, like working at KLOS, Doing hits on the Sports on Tap show with Jim Daniels, JD in the Bush, and doing interviews, and it's opening up doors I've never seen, thought I'd see again. I had the courage to get back into radio and do work for the Kings and the Clippers, and I couldn't be happier right now. Working a nine-to-five that I hated was killing me, and I felt dead inside. I did it. Because I had to. So I thought. But just because you have to take care of your family. And just because you have to do the things that people do. Pay bills. Mortgages. Car payments. Pay for kids' college tuitions and stuff like that. You may be a little bit strapped. But how many people can honestly say they do what they love to do? I... I'm blessed to do what I do every single day. For those that follow me, at Big Brother Jake on Instagram and Twitter, I am so happy to come to work every single day. I honestly forget if it's Monday, Thursday, whatever day it is. Oh, I got to work the weekend? It's not work. It's what I enjoy doing. And it's a lot of fun doing what I do. It's my passion. It's my heart. And it's what I love to do. My worst day at work is my best day in an office, okay? And Nipsey had that in him. He loved doing music, but he loved teaching his people how to get on, showing people there's another way besides gangbanging. He hired his friends and family, taught them the way to get better, and that's to be admired. I don't judge anybody off their past. I got friends that did a lot of bad things. I got friends that you know used to gang bang, used to sell dope. But they've all changed and they've bettered themselves to become better members of society and be more productive members of society. But everybody wants to put a label on somebody. And I think that's very unfair. And I think it's dead wrong to do that. But a lot of people are mad because this guy had the guts, the heart, the integrity, the determination to hustle hard and do it on his terms. And because of that, jealousy and the streets don't mix. And my man was gunned down. Again, next segment, my man Kenyana Griggs, the hip-hop motivator, co-wrote a book with Dame Dash, Culture Vultures. He was very, very close to the situation. Knows Nipsey Hustle knows his family, and they've done a lot of work together, and he's going to be on, to talk about Nipsey the person, not just the artist, not just any of that. And that's what I want to shed light on. So many people, including myself, do things status quo. Some of us are scared to go out of our comfort zone. Some of us are scared to try and do different things. But as I sit here in the booth where the Kings broadcast radio play by play, and I'm looking at these banners of the Los Angeles Lakers, I can't even say Los Angeles, a little tired. The Los Angeles Lakers, 16 championships and retired jerseys. And I look at the Kings banners, and I say, damn, a kid from the 92404 should not be here. Then I think, the hell, I should be here. I pay my dues. I work my ass off. And I love what I do. And that's what I got out of Nipsey's music and his hustle. Damn, Jake, you going to keep going on about Nipsey? Yeah, a little bit. Because the man was an inspiration to a lot of people. And now the city of L.A. and the the whole hip-hop community, the world, is hurting. Because those that know... Know that he's not just a rapper or an ex-gangbanger. He took care of a lot of people, put a lot of people on his back, put his neighborhood on his back, and showed the world that you don't have to be defined by your past, but you can be defined by what you do on a daily basis. So to Lauren London and Nipsey's children, my most heartfelt condolences go out to you guys. They may not even hear this, and that's okay. But just know that I hurt for them like I hurt for anybody that loses a family member. I mean, we got senseless violence going on all over the world for nothing. Other day, a man got beat up at Dodger Stadium in the parking lot. 47-year-old man with four kids. For what? It's so senseless and stupid. We kill each other over nothing. Crab in a barrel mentality. We see the next man doing better than us, and we want to stop him. Why can't we all just, like, live together? I know kumbaya and all that. You can make fun of me. I don't give a damn. A world with no violence. A world where we can just love one another without worrying about what neighborhood we're from or what color we are or our affiliation with who we vote for. That's what's so sad about today's society. We're so caught up on labels and caught up on affiliations and caught up on what the next man has that I don't have. And it sucks. It's devastating. The repercussions are even worse. So I say this, when you hit them streets Go out there, be kind to one another, love one another, show the world that it ain't bad as it looks. You know, you can turn on the news and there's violence everywhere. You can open up, you know, your favorite website, news outlet, and there's always something bad going on. And not a lot of what's good is going on is reported. Be that change. Make that difference. Be that person. Don't be stuck in the, oh, damn, another gangbanger died and uh, he probably deserved it. Or that person is no good. People don't know. He's mean. People go off of labels. You can't put me in a label. It makes you uncomfortable you can't do that. You see me. You look at me like, man, this guy, I don't know if he's nice or if he's mean, because sometimes I have this look on my face like I want to beat you up, but I'm the biggest damn teddy bear in the world. And some people hear me talk, and then they're surprised I got a damn college degree. People feel comfortable on how they view you with the information you give them. They want to make their own judgment on you, so it makes them comfortable. But once you don't fit their little box or their shape, it makes them uncomfortable. Because I could go to the hood or I could go to a classy restaurant and I act accordingly. I'm not going to get chased out of either one. Well, unless I wear the wrong color in some of them. But that's what we got to stop doing as a society. And I know I'm coming off like Furious Styles from Boys in the Hood, you know, Trey's dad. (laughs) I ain't trying to sound like I'm preaching. But I'm tired of putting hash marks on people's names over some senseless violence. And people want to always blame hip-hop for everything, but they won't blame Rambo or Die Hard for people killing one another. Oh, it's the music. It's this gangbang mentality in the music. Movies ain't never made me go out and want to gangbang or shoot people. Music has never made me want to go out and gangbang and shoot people. To me, a lot of the older hip-hop was just like CNN for middle-aged people. But, yes, I am living my dream, and I want to go harder. And this show is going to go harder. And I can't wait to show the world that the Big Brother Jake podcast isn't just some guy in his dingy garage instead of his mother's basement. I want to take over the podcast world one listener at a time. And that's all Nipsey was trying to do. Nipsey Hussle was trying to do with his music. So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to relax. We're going to change the vibe a little bit, but we're going to have Kenyatta Griggs, the hip-hop motivator, on the life of Nipsey Hussle. West Coast rap artist, hip-hop extraordinaire, philanthropist, but most of all, family man, entrepreneur, and good friend of people. Kenyatta Griggs, up next. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.
0: Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck it was no smut on my rep. last time that I, checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a meal, no sweat last time that I
1: Welcome back to the Big Brother Jakes podcast uh, this next guest that we have coming up here special guy known him a long time he's co-author of Culture Vultures with Damon Dash he's the hip-hop motivator he knows more about hip hop and his little pinky than you do in your entire body. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Kenyatta Griggs is here. What's going on, man? How you been?
0: Everything is great. How's everybody out there?
1: Man, everybody's lovely, man. We, we lovely, man. I mean, sadly, you know, we're getting together on some sad stuff here with the passing of uh, Nipsey Hussle, man. And uh, oh, yeah. I know you, you've had some ties with Nipsey for a long time. And yeah. uh, one of my favorite stories that you told uh, was when he uh, go to your boy, that produced beats and he would get his practice on before he did his mixtapes, man. Yeah, you, you
0: absolutely, know. man. Yeah. I've been knowing him. You know, like we go back, uh, many years, his brother, black Sam, good dude. I right. know his father, great guy. You know, they've been running the store for many years. And, uh, what, what, what it used to be is I used to manage a songwriter, producer named Jay, Jay, Hen Henny, the business. Okay. And he did a lot of, uh, later on, he did production for, uh, 50 Cent, he did Follow My Lead for 50 Cent, he did All the Girls Around the World for Young Money, mm-hmm. Uh strip for Chris Brown, so he's a pretty thorough producer. Right. And what I would do is, you know, Nipsey Hussle, he started coming around, and uh, I just would throw him CDs and tell him just get his exercise on, like beat CDs.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, so that way so that way he can, you know what I'm saying, get his flex on and, and perfect his craft. And uh, what happened was when he did start put, actually putting the mixtapes out, there's actually a few beats on those mixtapes from those beats and uh he used to drive Jay Ian crazy actually. He got <laughs> mad me about it, but you know, it was all good, man. It was all love because, you know, we were helping somebody develop something that turned into be a blessing for a lot of people in the community because he turned out to be a guy that started uh, changing consciously right. from the conversations I had with him, you know, because like all of us, that's the that's the that's the one thing about, you know, growth change and development is that, you know, as life, there will be changes. There will be growth taking place if you keep on living,
1: Absolutely. You
0: know? and, uh, you know, once, once upon a time myself, I was in the dark in certain situations mm-hmm. and, uh, came to the light in certain situations as well. And I'm still growing as a human being. So you can't count anyone out, even a gangbanger, even a person that's, you know, drug dealing and doing anything that's, that goes against the norm. But what you have to understand is that there's always potential there, especially when people are in the dark.
1: Absolutely. There's
0: always potential for light. And that's what Nipsey Hussle was for the community. He was a guy that was coming over into the light. He was trying to keep people conscious of certain things going on, like Dr. Sebi, about self-investment. You know, pretty much the same thing myself and Dame would do. And he was a big fan of those videos as well. But what Nipsey was doing was he was doing it from being on the concrete, in the hood, and let those guys know to invest in themselves and cut out the middleman. And that's that's very important in this day and age on all levels.
1: See, and, and we were with Kenyatta Griggs, the hip hop motivator, good friend of mine here on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Kenyatta, you hit it dead on. And, and, and this is where it hurts me. You know, I, I'm not going to say I was the, the biggest Nipsey fan of all, but I love this music. But what I loved about him more was what he was doing for the community and what he was doing. Business-wise, he, he did everything from the ground up. He invested in his own neighborhood where he sold dope and came up on right. his own. And I think yeah. that's, what it, that's why it hurts so bad. And that's why you see people in front of the Marathon store. I mean, h- thousands of people in front of the Marathon store over on Crenshaw and Slauson hurt right now. They don't know how to deal with this situation because yeah. he was such an asset to the community, not just the hip-hop community, but his community in Los Angeles. And that's why yeah. we're all hurting. That's why we're all hurting yeah. so bad
0: yeah it's a, it's a def, it's, it's, it troubled me last night to the point where you know my sleep was a little thrown off from it because I've actually spent time with this guy and I, I know you know from speaking to him I understand his heart I know where he's where he was coming from as far as what he was really trying to do and awaken yeah. our people but I knew that you know from him being in the hood there's another side to it because you know everything in the universe holds polarity so right. As good as it is and as bad as it is. So there will always be people that will be jealous or envious of what you're doing. And I always felt like, you know, he's such a pillar to the community. I always felt like he should be been a little more protected and uh, kept underground a little bit more than what he was. But he was a real down-to-earth guy, and he liked to just move around and be among the people. Right. But a lot of times, you know, when you're that important and you're that high up with, with consciousness and you're really giving people great information... You have to be careful because, you know, he once upon a time, he was really heavy, heavy in the streets. Yes, gang And, you know, selling drugs. Right. And, you know, no one escapes the law of the universe that was like actually broken down in scripture, which is you reap what you sow. Right. And so what happens is this will be a learning lesson also for a lot of people to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about making the best decisions for yourself and your family because what you do today can affect you tomorrow. So it's very important that you get in tune with doing the right thing
1: right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, we're with Kenyatta Griggs. Hey,
0: tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. We're with Kenyatta Griggs, hip-hop motivator here on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Kenyatta, I know you, you've been around a lot of people in this business. And, and, and you, you've seen. You I said you've been around a lot of people in this business. And you've, yeah. seen, you've seen the highs. You've seen the lows. You know what's going down. Talk more about how we, we know as a rapper, this, this guy was self-made. He did everything on his own. He did stuff in the community. But you've had personal interaction with this guy on more than one occasion. Okay? Right. And you have seen him evolve from yep. the young kid that yep. was slanging CDs out of, his, out of his trunk and banging yep. to being yep. an entrepreneur and whatnot. He was also a family man. You know, and, the, and th- people don't, they don't realize that when somebody ends up murdered, we don't see the other side. You know, he had his, his girlfriend yeah. and his kids. Yeah. Can you He's shed right. some light on, on the personal side of Nipsey and how he yeah, was? The,
0: per- the personal side of Nipsey is, you know, he was a very, a very balanced guy because the main thing that I always liked about him and what I knew the most was that he had his father around. Right. You know, and a lot of people in the hood don't have the, uh. The blessing of having both parents mm-hmm. but he had a relationship with his father he has an older brother black sam mm-hmm. and you know from what i've witnessed from even talking to his father on several occasions he comes from a good background right his father they're from um i uh i forgot what it's called in africa mm-hmm. uh you read i forgot what it's called yeah but i know what you're I, mean, I don't <laughs> want to say ron knows by ethiopia but right. very very good people um, you know i just know that you know, consciously, he was conscious of his children, he was conscious of of his lady, as we saw of recent when he was, you know, started doing interviews with Lauren London. Right. And right. I had just saw them at, at Simply Wholesome mm. in LA probably uh maybe a month ago, and we chopped it up for a minute. And, you know, it was always it was always peace anytime I seen Nipsey. Right. You know, like when he called me to give a shout out to the book, he called me, he was like, Yo, man, bring me a copy of the book over to my spot. It's Vector Vector 90. Vector 90. Yeah, where well, they're teaching, uh, you know, young adults and children uh, about coding and doing different things on the computer. And I was just, I was just, I, I was just blown away because he's doing, he was doing something so next level in the community that, you know, it's it, it's just amazing. It's way deeper than the real estate moves he's been making as right. It's way deeper than the the, the story he has on on Slauson and Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. This guy was actually trying to get people involved in technology instead of being actually. At being consumers of technology, getting our people to actually build something and actually chime in and, and pitch in with creating something and taking things to the next level as far as technology goes, I thought it was—I thought it was amazing. He gave me a tour of the place. Wow. He walked me around, gave me a tour of it. It was—it was, it was just—it was amazing, man. And he gave us a shout out for the book Culture Vultures.
1: Yeah, I and saw I, that I shout out. That Thank was dope. That. that was dope, man. That, yeah. That.
0: yeah. You he know, it like three different times, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and see yeah. that that just goes to show what kind of person you are because he was willing to do it, but that he was mad humble and he, he didn't think he was above doing stuff like that. So.
0: Oh no, yeah, he. I never I never got a snob a snob from Nipsey. Right. You know, he was a man about his business. One thing I did, like, you know, we had a conversation. Where we had actually uh, the camera guy was setting up his uh for his photo shoot for the uh, victory lap uh, uh photo uh, press release uh, pictures. I cut him for those and I gave him a line, I gave him a lineup and we were talking, man. and He was just sharing with me all his ideas and what he had coming and right. what he wants to do with his company. And, you know, And it was just, it, he just was full of life and full of fire, you know, and um, I really, I really think that if he would have continued to live, you know, his uh-huh. legacy would have actually shocked a lot, a lot of us on different levels because he was always thinking outside the box. Absolutely. That's the one thing I did like about that guy, and and I really appreciate him as a person for doing that, you know, for trying to help our people, and now, you know, he goes down as a martyr in the hood that actually was living it like yeah. he was speaking.
1: Right, yeah, and, and that's the thing, and, and that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because when people, mainstream audience, sees this, it's... Oh, another rapper got gunned down. Oh, he used to gangbang. Okay, well, that's Carmen that's coming back to him. And, you know, it's just an afterthought to a lot of people. But Nipsey wasn't an afterthought. And and this is what I'll say because we were discussing this before I had you on. You know, I was riding around the city of L.A. as I do before I come to work at Staples Center every day. And um, the vibe that I got from the city, first of all, it feels like the city's in mourning. Like, heavy. Because everyone's just down. And all you can hear is people bumping Nipsey all across the city. Yeah, yeah. And and, and this may sound crazy, but to me, it's very similar uh, when the times that that Pac went down. Like, the city just stopped. And everybody's bumping Pac and feeling sad. Or back in Brooklyn, when Biggie went, you know, passed away and was murdered. It was the same vibe, and I was out in the East yeah, Coast man. around that time, and, and I'm getting that sense now like the city's really hurting, and we need something yeah, to bring man. it back together, you know?
0: I agree. I agree, man. I, I think, and then, like, taking it a step further, the difference with this situation in comparison to Pac was, and you remember this being because we're from the same, you know, generation yeah. as far as Tupac. Absolutely. Tupac, we kind of expected that. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, we did. We did. Pac was more vocal and more of a, uh, You know, a fiery guy when it came to retaliation and and beef and all that stuff. But with Nipsey, he just scratched the surface with this one album. Yeah. I mean, all those loose tapes he had. You know, he had one major album. Yeah. I'm sure he has a lot of music coming. But, you know, but the other part of it is that this guy was really trying to show people how to invest in yourself. Uh, He was really all about self-love. You know, he even shared a book with me to get uh, called The uh, Superior Man. Wow. You know, it's a book called, I think it's called, yeah, it's called The Superior, The God, uh, the God's Being the Superior Man or something like that. Right. And he told me about it and um, he said, you know, he told me that Lauren, Lauren London actually told him about the book mm. and it changed his life. And, uh, you know, we talked just that he read where he actually sold his, mix, where he got the idea to sell his mixtape right. for $100, you know, from this. this steakhouse that's in philadelphia where they were trying to get people to come into the steakhouse and so they they just said you know what let's just charge 100 dollars for the steak <laughs> and see what happens and from there it just went crazy because all like the top athletes mm-hmm. Oprah winfrey everybody had to taste this 100 hundred dollar steak right and it was really good you know and so that's where he got the idea from but uh Nipsey was one hell of a person, man. Like from mm. my experience and what I what I know about him, yeah. We were supposed to do a culture vultures thing at his spot, uh. but I understand like the politics of you know he's you know with Rock Nation and Dame, so yeah. we kind of expected not to that, that not to go anywhere. But in in spirit, he wanted to, and he, he I could tell because I talked to him, and yeah. he wanted to bring us over there, but he was just you know he didn't want to you know he didn't want to step on any toes. Of so course that's not. What, you know. And I respected that because, you know, he had things going on with with those guys. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to disrespect that as well. Absolutely. So, you know, for everybody out there listening, just know that that guy Nipsey Hussle was showing us that, you know, at the end of the day, we all have a date. We all we all have a destiny with death. Mm-hmm. We all do. So live life to the fullest. Don't be afraid. Be bold in your approach to becoming better. Be bold in your approach to taking care of your family. Do what you have to do now because tomorrow is not promised for any of us. Right. So just make sure that you become a better version of yourself every single day. Put your best foot forward and treat people kind. You know, and I I just used to see him treating people right, man. Right. Like you saw him taking a picture with that little kid before he got shot. Oh, yeah. Like I've never seen him smug. I've never seen him.
1: Wow, we're wrapping it up here with Kenyatta Griggs, the hip-hop motivator here in the Big Brother Jake podcast Kenyatta uh, I want I want people to know you know I've, I, I got the audio version of the book Culture vultures and and I love oh, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Oh, yeah yeah I love it thank you. Hey, oh thank absolutely man. like you know you and Dame did the damn thing with it and and yeah. let the people know where they can get the book Oh okay well that's
0: that's great uh, they can go to www.culturevulturesthebook.com. Www.culture, com. That's C U L T U R E B U L T U R E S T A G B O O K culturalvouchersofbook and then they can also go on iTunes. They can uh they can go straight to iTunes and all streaming platforms. It's there, and uh, it's a lot more to come from hip hop motivation. and We got the hip hop motivation YouTube channel.
1: Okay, that's what's up, and and let me tell y'all, man, Kenyatta. This cat and I, we go way back. First of all, man, and oh,
0: yeah, you
1: know, he, he was always good to <laughs> oh, me, but okay. he didn't have to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you yeah, know, my yeah, man, my man yeah. got flow too. Don't don't, don't get it yeah. twisted. My man can bust some serious bars.
0: Yeah. I, I used to I used to be able to. I haven't, I was going a rap since back
1: then when I graduated, man. <laughs> you, you graduated. You
0: remember the I was like. Unfortunately, I was the guy that was uh, trying to get out of class all the time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> remember
1: y'all was laughing at me, you know what I'm saying? No, I- trying to get a hall pass because that second lunch, <laughs> you know? I <laughs> remember. <laughs> oh, I do, I do, you know. <laughs> Pacific yeah. High School out in San Bernardino, man, class of 94, you know, I get it. <laughs> right, yeah, man. <laughs> I thought I was the coolest thing going, man. I thought I was so
0: cool, brother. <laughs> You remember I was like I was all about the lady. You, all and, about the
1: lady. Hey, you know, I was mad jealous of that. So that why do you think
0: I was trying to hang yeah, out? Yeah. I mean, you good hey,
1: people, we- but I was trying to get like the leftovers of my <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I was Adam. You remember? I was Adam. <laughs> you remember? You remember? I remember? Uh, we had it was the situations from that, but we're talk about that another oh, time. Oh yeah, we'll get into that man, for sure because this absolutely. won't be the last
1: time you come in on my podcast, man. No, no, never <laughs> that, man. I,
0: I want to be. I want to. You make me a regular, man. I, it's a pleasure
1: talking. to Oh you. no, we're gonna make make sure that happens. But Kenyatta, it, it's been a. It's been a pleasure having you on, man. I I can't thank you enough for doing this and and uh, you know letting us know about your, your life and times with Nipsey Hussle. You Absolutely. know because the city's hurting right now. Hip hop in general's hurting. I mean, from the east to oh, the yeah. west coast and worldwide. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's,
0: it's disgusting. They say they just caught the guy tonight too. They oh, okay, good, good. That's a, that's a beautiful part about we'll it. So b- breaking news on the see. podcast. We'll see, man. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's like his last tweet was. Oh, it's a blessing yeah.
1: to have strong enemies. Mm, yeah, you know, I
0: guess so. Because he's free now. Yeah, he's
1: free, he's free and and we all thinking <laughs> we all thinking about his family, Lauren London, and yeah, his children, yeah. and absolutely. you know, yeah. and, and, and we all hurt for him, and we hurt for hip hop, and everything, absolutely, yeah, man. absolutely. His family;
0: those are people that; those are people that. Should you know, have they should be mourning, and they're on with his little kids, yeah, and mourning for them, but not not as far as being an entertainer, and yeah. knowing that he was loved, and he had children, man,
1: and and, and they, it,
0: they lost they lost their father yesterday,
1: exactly, and that's why I wanted to have you on because I wanted to humanize this story, I wanted to humanize Absolutely. the fact that he wasn't just a rapper, he wasn't just a gang yeah. this oh, man yeah. was out oh, in the community, yeah. he was a family oh, man, no. you know, he's a all good friend.
0: All those definitions are too small for a guy like Nipsey. Absolutely. Stuff.
1: Larger than life, Kenyatta. I can't. Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on, brother.
0: Anytime, brother. Man, peace and blessings to everybody out there. Hold your head up. You know, don't mourn. Just understand that. Just use every everything in life is a is a lesson that can turn into a blessing because things don't happen to you; they happen for you. Absolutely. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast.
1: All right, Kenyatta Griggs, the hip-hop motivator. Thank you for coming on the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Thank you for shedding light on the man that we all know as Nipsey Hussle. But he humanized the story even more by saying what kind of person he was, who he was in the community and personally. And I love when people want to come on and share their stories about things. Because I love stories. I'm a storyteller by nature. And Kenyatta, I appreciate you. Uh, for those that... Want to know more about Kenyatta? and you have an Instagram account, go to hip underscore hop underscore motivator and click the link in his bio, and you can get his book, Culture Vultures, that he co-wrote with Dame Dash. Y'all know who Dame Dash is. No Needs no introduction. He also has, you know, The Secret to balling, all these books and all these motivational stories, and he's well-connected in the hip-hop community. Uh, Kenyatta, again, thank you for coming on, brother. I appreciate you more than you know, and he'll be on more. And we'll have more fun. We'll tell some high school stories. I mean, this cat, like he said, he was a ladies' man. Still, he can get them ladies still. Um, That dude has some history. And he's a funny brother, but I had to be a little serious, you know. Again, sounds a little different, working with different microphones. I'm doing a show from Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles, wrapping it up here on the Big Brother Jake podcast. And as I stand here late at night after engineering a hockey broadcast, I'm a little emotional, a little bit happy. Um, we have one more home game, Los Angeles Kings, and it's almost like school's out, and you gotta start your summer vacation for the Kings <laughs> a little bit earlier this year. But I'm looking, and I'm so grateful to stand where I'm standing right now. To my left is all the Los Angeles Kings banners and championship banners and all the great retired players and the great Bob Miller that was the voice of the Kings for many years on radio and television. For those that aren't familiar with hockey, Bob Miller is the hockey equivalent to Vin Scully. And I work with a Hall of Famer every night by the name of Nick Nixon and LA King great Darryl Evans that always hooks up the Kings tickets. Shout out to Daryl Evans. That's my man right there. Appreciate it. To my right, see a lot of retired jerseys on the Los Los Angeles Lakers and all those championship banners. And, yes, I am still a Laker fan, even though I work for the Clippers, okay? I'm damn happy the Clippers are doing what they're doing. So I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, man, you ain't ain't a Laker fan no more. I am. Forever. But I'm a Clipper employee, and I'm a cheer for my squad. What can I say? Okay, maybe it's my side piece. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. But I got to say this. I'm feeling very blessed right now to do what I do. And I feel very blessed to be able to have a voice, even though a small one, on a small platform, to say what I got to say and do what I got to do. I'm really happy about what's about to go down with the Big Brother Jake podcast. For those that haven't gone on the page, go to at the Big Brother Jake podcast on Instagram or at the BBJ podcast on Twitter. And I posted some pictures, you know the little things that make me happy, got microphone flags so I can go out and do street stuff for the the, uh, podcast, do interviews, interview people, interview celebrities if I can get them, bug some people, we got some things in the works that's going on and I can't wait to share it, don't want to give it all away because they say if you give away your moves then people might copy them or won't be so interested in it, so yeah, that's why you hear all the funky noises in the background, Um, they're getting ready to set up the Clipper uh, basketball court and they're covering up the hockey ice. One last game this weekend coming up on Saturday against the Golden Knights of Vegas. And those fans are damn annoying. Sorry, Golden Knight fans. So, yeah. A little nostalgic, a little over the place with this podcast this week. And it's a little somber, but it just kills me inside that it's just senseless murder. And it doesn't have to be a rapper for me to talk about it. I can get deeper but I'm trying to make this a place where people could escape. But rolling through the streets of L.A., being in downtown a lot, being in the city of L.A. a lot, people are hurting. People don't know how to have an outlet for their anger. And a lot of this stuff is senseless. And we need to stop. I don't want to hear about gun control, okay? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm pro-gun. I'm sorry, I am. I grew up around guns my whole life. And I'm not going to blame guns for the violence. It's the people that have the guns that you need to blame. Some people don't have any business driving a car. Some people don't have any business cooking food. Some people don't have any business managing money. Some people don't have any business handling firearms. And they get in the wrong hands. But I ain't blaming the gun. And let's not go there about that. Let's talk about this be kind to others love one another like i said in the first segment, do what makes you happy and have fun doing it live your life to the fullest okay now with that being said i'm really excited about what the future holds for this podcast i am taking this thing to new heights you may see some cameras involved You may see or hear a lot of new voices on the podcast you ever heard in a while or ever. We're going there. We're taking it to new heights, and I couldn't be happier. But as I sit here at Staples Center and I look at a banner, a wall full of banners from a champion, the championship team, I'm more motivated. I want to be on that wall, the Big Brother Jake podcast with a microphone. Not so much Staples, but just podcasts in general. I want to make it to the top 200, and I can't do it without y'all. And for those that have shared the podcast, for those that have listened, for those that have told me or text me while they're listening how much they hate this segment or like this segment, I like all of that. You think it sucks? Tell me. You love it? Tell me. But spread the word. Spread the word. Howard Stern's the one I learned that if they hate your show, they're going to listen more. Hate it and listen more. And tell, tell everyone how much you hate the podcast, and then they'll listen. <laughs> But I'm very thankful for what I get to do every night. I'm thankful for this podcast, and I'm thankful for all the people that have supported me. And sometimes the show's not going to turn out the way you want it to. Or, oh, I can't wait to listen. Oh, man, this guy's talking about a dead rapper. I don't want to listen to it. Well, not every show is going to be to your liking. And that's okay. Because I don't do it for certain people. I talk about how I feel that moment, and that's what's going to be said on the podcast. And it's always going to be like that. Some episodes you'll like, some you won't, and that's okay. Sometimes we'll have a lot of fun, sometimes we won't. That's just how it is. But I like to address things and have my take on it, my own spin per se. But I will end the show with this. We got to find a way to stop the senseless violence. We have to. Over what? People are dying over what? Baseball fans getting jumped in parking lots. Rappers getting gunned down. People dying over religion. That's just not. Just hurts my heart. And. All I've ever wanted to do. Honestly. All I've ever wanted to do. I wish there's some things I could see go away right away. First of all. I wish we never saw cancer because I've lost a lot of my friends and family to cancer. I really wish there wasn't racism. I don't see, to me, I mean, yeah, you're going to joke with your friends and say certain ethnic jokes and this and that. You know, I make fun of my Latino friends and my white friends, whatever. They get back at me. It's just all in good fun. But I honestly could not look at you and want to kill you or beat your ass because you're a certain color. Or because you're from a different neighborhood. Or because you vote Republican or Democrat. Or because you pray to Allah or Buddha or Jesus. I just don't see me getting upset about that. I want to learn about you as a person. And if you are a Muslim, you're welcome to my home. If you voted for Trump, you're welcome to my home. Because I look at the person. And I don't look at your affiliation. Now, if your affiliations are going to get me killed in my house, I don't want your ass in my house. But, yeah, I'm going on and on. But, again, I'm so thankful for everything I get to do. So, with that being said, next episode will be a lot lighter, a lot more fun. We won't get all deep and sad. And, but I, I just had to do it because I'm just tired of seeing people getting gunned down or killed over nothing. It just it breaks my heart. And that man had a family. And all you Nipsey Hussle fans out there, don't, don't do anything stupid. Just do your thing. Find a creative outlet. But don't act stupid. Because I saw what happened down at the Marathon store today. There was a stampede and a lot of people down there mourning thousands of people. And, of course, you'll get a knucklehead that comes down there or a couple knuckleheads and want to start trouble with people. And that's not cool either. So, that being said, be safe out there. Make good choices. And next week, look, I'm soliciting for y'all. What do y'all want to talk about? Email me, Podcast at gmail.com. I'll even hit up an Instagram story and create one, but I want to know what y'all want to talk about. You guys hear me all the time telling stories and saying all this crazy stuff. What do you want to talk about? I'll talk about anything. Politics, music, entertainment, pop culture, Tacos, just like the intro says. Let's get interactive. Let's make it happen. People say, How could I be a guest on your show? The Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. You got something you want to share with the world and it's compelling? You could be a guest. It's that easy on my show. So, with that said, thank you for tuning in. Looking for musicians too, independent artists. We're doing that again very soon. Submit your music to bigbrotherjakepodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate that. Until next
0: week, deuce. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.